Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice! Let your gentleness be known. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, shall guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters. Whatever is true. Whatever is noble. Whatever is right. Whatever is pure. Whatever is lovely. Whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy. Think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received, or heard from me, or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. Rejoice greatly in the Lord, that at last you renewed you, your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned but you had no opportunity to show it. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through Christ who strengthens me. Good morning to all of you. Have you had a peek at the, at the news lately? <laughs> there are many sources for anxiety in today's world. I will kind of paint you a quick picture. You may not be aware of it, but what I am about to share depicts the world in a messy state. For example, war is raging in Ukraine. A man sitting on a collapsed concrete slab that once served as his ceiling declares, I can't understand war in Afghanistan or Syria. But in Ukraine? No, it, it'll never make sense to me. Let's pause here and let this one sink in. Contrary to popular belief, anxiety does not choose certain population over others. <coughs> anxiety can affect 
every one of us on the planet at different degree through diverse situations. For instance, here are some news headlines, and some of them are from some weeks ago, a week or so, but we need to be aware that because we don't hear about it in the news anymore, that doesn't mean it's not happening anymore. A suicide bomber kills at least 30 in Damascus. Ethiopia declares national mourning period for dozens killed in landslide. China and North Korea clash over nuclear and chemicals weapons. Trump's policies on immigration. That seems very far from us. So here, we have the conflict with the government and the teachers and maybe soon to be other public services. There's also persecutions and hardships that can be seen in our schools, homes, work sites, such as intimidation, bullying, physical abuse, illness, accidents, broken families. Even nearer to us, School workload. Huh, no one has a clue about what I'm talking here, eh? <laughs> On top of everything else. For some of us, BMSC interviews. Have you ever been a victim of anxiety before an exam or while you were pulling an all-nighter to finish all the assignments before the end of the semester? When life happens and everything seems to be out of control, in short, when anxiety strikes. Unfortunately, this is not unique to the 21st centuries. Folks out there a few thousand years ago in Paul's time did experience anxiety. It was striking in such a way that Paul had to write about it and tell them not to be anxious. Life was not really easy back then, and they had their fair share of hardship. And to top it up, their leader was in prison. That was more than enough to panic. Again, anxiety strikes. It did take a different form but it was there. Paul was aware of that reality, and he actually crafted his letter in a way that conveys God's peace. He starts saying that he is confident that God will bring to completion the works he had started in each of them. And he also talks about the peace of God that surpasses all understanding and that guards their hearts and their minds. This is an actual image of how Paul was seeing this happening. Literally, picture a soldier, a group of soldier mercenaries that are protecting, defending, and shielding a treasure. That's how God, sorry, that's how 
Paul was picturing the peace of God guarding our hearts and minds so nothing else can get to us. What he meant by that was when anxiety strikes, ponder God's peace. To make his argument even more convincing, he uses his own testimony and talks about when he was in need and said he was content because he could do all things through Christ who strengthened him. Can you today perceive God's peace through Paul's confidence and reliance on God's strength? Can you be aware of God's peace expressed by Paul? He does not only talk about peace, but he gives us the instructions to help us experience that peace. He talks about the way we think and perceive things when he says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is pure, whatever is just, think about such things. <coughs> he also states that following his example will allow the God of peace to be with us. Again, he points out that when anxiety strikes, ponder God's peace. God's presence today is seen in many forms. One of them is true grace. For example, this is a true story from a man who is victim of the war in Ukraine and said that his two sons age 15 and 20, were sitting in their rooms when a shell broke through the building, causing a wall to collapse onto them. They both escaped with minor injuries. His response was, I just thank God that no one died. I don't know even how it's possible. God's presence and peace can be seen in different circumstances. For example, during family fights and hardship, when members do sincerely apologize to each other. What a relief. What, what a sense of peace. When we share with others, we meet the God of peace through them. That also happens when someone listens to us and offers to pray intentionally for us. Likewise, when we allow God's peace in our lives, whatever the shape or form it takes, only then we can share God's peace with others. And all of this is emphasizing Paul's point, which is when anxiety strikes, ponder God's peace. This week, I invite you to practice being aware of God's peace when anxiety strikes. Choose a verse that inspires you and helps you to experience God's peace. 
For example, the second part of Zephaniah 3.17. With his love, he will calm all your fears. He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. You can breathe in, saying, God's love calms all my fears. And breathe out, smiling, saying in your mind, He rejoices over me with joyful songs. I invite you today to do this with me together. As you breathe in, I will say it out loud. So, breathe in. God's love calms all my fears. And breathe out smiling. He rejoices over me with joyful songs. Again, a second time. Let's breathe in. God's love calms all my fears. And as you breathe out smiling, He rejoices over me with joyful songs. For the last time, intentionally concentrate on God's peace. I invite you to close your eyes. Breathe in. God's love calms all my fears. Breathe out smiling. He rejoices over me with joyful songs. Allow yourself to do this at least five times in a row when you do it. At this point, it is more evident to somewhat understand how Paul can insist so much on the rejoicing part of his letter, even when the world around him is so hostile. He understood then what we should do now. When anxiety strikes, ponder God's peace. Remember, the world will always be messy. Sorry if it's a new respect. And it will be like that in all sorts of ways. And source of anxiety, endless. However, God's presence can be found in all of this. But in order for this to happen, you need to remember that when anxiety strikes, ponder God's peace. Thank you so much.